morning. If I'm being honest, uh, this was a very difficult sermon to write because uh, healing is something that I'm still kind of trying to figure out. Um, it's difficult to kind of read a passage like this and see that someone was healed like that. Um, so while I was reading Kings and kind of studying it more and just kind of getting familiar with the passage, Psalm 23 kept popping in my mind. Um, can I read a little bit for you today? The part where it says, you restore me completely and you make me anew. And you make me who I need to be, basically. So let me pray and then um, I'd like to share my word with you. God, please allow us just to listen to your words today and just to know that you are our Lord and our shepherd. Healing is defined as a process of being restored. When we think of healing, we often think of physical healing someone being restored back to health. We automatically think of someone who is sick and is now restored. We think that we must be in control of our path back to restoration. We do not want anyone to help us because we have to have control. We think that because we are the ones that are in this situation that we don't need anyone else. We reject the help of others and we don't surrender the control that we must give up in order to have full restoration. Naaman was a well-respected man and greatly respected by his master but he had leprosy. This week's passage is focused around Naaman. He was a very well-respected man and had done a lot of good. From the beginning of Naaman's story, we know a few things about him. He is a foreigner, particularly a powerful foreigner. Commanding the army of Israel's enemy, Aram, Naam also had leprosy. It appears that leprosy did not carry the stigma of social alienation Aram that it did in Leviticus 13-14. At the same time, it's clear from the story that this leprosy is something that Nam and perhaps his wife wanted to be rid of. He needed to not be in control of this situation. He was considered unclean. He was considered unworthy because of his disease. He was a commander in the army and was considered blessed in God's eyes for what he had done. Yet he was still considered unclean for having leprosy. He accomplished so much but because of his outside appearance, and he was considered unclean, it didn't matter. Anywhere someone with leprosy went, they had to shout out they were unclean. Could you imagine having to shout that to the world? It's like saying, gosh, Karen, you can't just ask people why they have leprosy. <laughs> having to label yourself as an unclean person can be worse than the disease itself. What are the types of things we have in our lives that make us unclean? Are we like Nam and do good, but are still considered unclean? He had a servant girl who told him about the prophet that would help cure his disease. Something that was unheard of. You didn't get cured of leprosy. It was just not something that you got cured of. It was something that you learned to live with. She told him that the prophet Elijah was able to help heal him. He needed to have an open heart and open mind. He needed to have a willingness that would allow him to be able to accept help from others. Nam went and told Aram about this new discovery. From powerful to powerless, the focus shifts to the king of Aram and a bit of tension. Wanting to have his commander restored and unable to do it himself, he was also having to give up control and let Nam be cured by someone else. He's like a parent that has a sick child and is unable to do anything about it himself. The king of Aram sent a letter, and not to the prophet, but to the king of Israel. In doing so, the king of Aram not surprisingly disregards to the word of the slave girl. 
With permission, he took a letter and money to the king of Israel. The king of Israel turned him down. He was disgusted by the question. This king knew he wasn't God. He thought that this was a man trying to start a fight. Elisha came in and intervened when the king of Israel told him that he was a fool for not coming to him for healing. King of Israel's analogy is the reason why even when we do reach out for help, we still need to be cautious. And it happened when Elijah, the man of God, heard the king of Israel had torn his clothes and had sent him word to the king saying, why have you torn your, clo- why have you torn your clothes? Not letting him come to me and he shall know that there is a prophet in Israel. Elisha knowing that he was the prophet that Nam was wanting. Nam wanted in an instant change and was unable to accept the fact that he had to wait. He cannot accept the fact that he was not the way that he wanted to be changed. He wanted to see the results now and not waiting for anything. Elisha had a way for him to find his cure. He literally just needed to follow directions. He went off in a bit of rage. He couldn't not accept the words of the messenger was saying. He couldn't just follow and let himself be sure. It's not like Elijah asked him to wait for a year. He just needed to go down to the river and cleanse himself seven times. What was needed for Nam to be truly cured? He needed to let go of his stubborn behavior and allow himself to be in a place where he could seek help. He had to have an open heart and mind. He couldn't let himself be closed off to someone. He couldn't let himself be closed off to help from someone else. We need to realize that sometimes we just need to give up control. He didn't know why he couldn't go to a closer river. He just wanted to be cured now. His servant stepped in and tried to make him understand. She basically told him to put his hands on the table and breathe. This is a great example of listening and following. His servant was one of the ones who made the greatest impact in this story. My father, if the prophet had commanded you to do something difficult, would you have not done it? How much more when all he said to you was wash and be clean? At the urging of his servant, who seems to be cared deeply for him, he even addresses him like father. Nahum finally consents to dipping in the Jordan, probably not expecting much, but knowing that he was running out of options. He enters the water and immerses himself seven times, rising from the water that last time, perhaps foolishly hoping, he sees that the leprosy is gone. After this, he went and emerged himself in the water. His skin was clean and he was pure like a young boy. He let go of the control that he had and allow himself to follow. Nan became the person he needed to be. Sometimes we just need to allow others to help lead us in the right direction. To allow us to help become the best versions of ourselves. The servant girl understands that the Lord restores us completely. She understands that the Lord is our shepherd. I can imagine her praying that prayer. It is sometimes the people that we don't expect that gives us the best advice or guidance. It's the people that we think do not have a lot to say that will change our lives. It's the supporting characters that can, that can make the biggest difference. A servant isn't supposed to speak, yet she did, and had the most impactful words in this passage. She had to have the willingness to speak up and be brave. She was not afraid of being shot down. She knew that there was a way to help her master. It's not said if it's the same servant, but sometimes I like to feel like it is when I read this two or three times. She walked a long path. Her prayer could have been Psalm 23. No matter what, she knew that the Lord was her shepherd. 
The servant calmed down Nam when he walked off in a bit of unknowing and despair. She spoke up a second time when Nam needed it the most. She was the type of servant that we all need to be, unafraid of speaking up. Taken captive, she came to the servant wife of Nam. Though nameless in this story, her role is pivotal. Breaking out of the silence of slavery, it is speaking that begins with Nam's healing. Though displaced insider, she is the one who directs Nam to the healing power of the Lord, the God of Israel, by the way of Israel's prophet. She is the initiator of hope. It is upon her words that Nam approaches the king of Aram with a request to follow the lead towards his own healing. And as quickly as she enters the story, she fades back out. Elijah had to have a pure heart, though. He had to have a pure heart to be used. He had to have such a close relationship with God that he had to have a servant's heart like the servant girl. To be used as a means of spiritual mentor that Nehemiah needed. He had to allow himself to be the means of spiritual guide. He had to allow himself to be used once again by the Lord through someone else. He rarely doubted and just did. Things get delightfully strange when Nehemiah returns to Elijah. It is their first proper meeting since Nehemiah has been cured. Nehemiah confesses, Now I know that there is no God in all the earth except in Israel. While no one can argue with Nehemiah's exclusive location of God in Israel, Elijah does not. Rather, he is in his healing. Nehemiah has been met and healed by the Lord in a way that leads to knowing. Nam tries to give Elisha some or all of the fortune he carries from the king of Aram. Elisha accepts nothing. As the Lord lives, whom shall I serve? I will accept nothing. It is the Lord who healed Nam and not Elisha. Just like it was the Lord who called Elisha, not Elijah. It might have been a person do the physical act, but it's truly the Lord who called and healed Nam. Nam was early, early started his sole devotion to the Lord. Yet what he is to do in this situation? Elijah said, go in peace. He does not profit or regulate or condemn. He bids to go in peace. Allowing ourselves to let others speak and lead us in healing is very important. To let others speak in our lives and help us be restored. Having a closeness with the Lord can allow you to be used in ways you can never imagine. It's also the people we least expect that can speak into our lives the most. Let us pray. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. And where there is darkness, light. And where there is sadness, joy. O Divine Master, grant that I may not much seek to be consoled as to console. To be understood as to understand. To be loved as to love. For it is the giving we receive, and it is the parting that we are pardoned, and it is the dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen.